Good evening, and welcome to From the 80s View. I'm your host, Dr. Cedric Brown. Today's guest is Mr. George Hemmingson the fourth. Let's welcome George. How are you, sir? How's everything good. going? Good. Good evening, Seth. Good. Good to see you. Good. Good. Hey, George. Um, challenges of college recruiting. Right Tell me briefly of, about that, man. I think right off the top of the head, you know, the NIL landscape and how that's changing at all levels of college sports right now. All right. And then uh, our second topic uh, on the show, how important is friend raising and fundraising to the success of athletics? I think it's two key huge elements just from my, you know, my time in college sports and where I'm at now that, you know, building relationships and making them feel like as you're, you know, a friend and building, get to know them on and off the court, I would say, goes into the fundraising. And that's where you start developing those donors at a, uh, a really great, you know, culture in your, in your community. Sure, sure. These topics and more on From the AD's View. Let's get it. Welcome back to the show. Uh, before we get started uh, with our guest, Mr. Hemmingson, uh, I'd like to give honor to God, who's the head of my life, because without him, none of the things that I do would be possible. And now let's get back to uh, Mr. George Hemmingson IV, uh, good friend, uh, colleague for close to 20 years, uh, former uh, assistant men's basketball coach. He was at UND where they did some really good things there. He was at Waldorf, uh, Waldorf uh, University, a former marketing development manager, uh, current vice president of sports standards at All Athlete. George, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Seth. I appreciate you having me. It's always great to see you. You know, it's been a long time, and I love that we get, you know, get to reconnect and stay in this space together. It, it is. It is. And it's always good, George, to um, have those relationships and that brotherhood. I mean, because yeah. we have literally uh, been around each other for um, 20 years, man. Yes. That's wild. It's, it's a wild <laughs> stuff, to, you know, and that's just, I think that's the blessing and just, you know, about that profession is that whoever you come in and you coach with, you, you meet their people and then you instantly you come great friends with people. And that just propels you into you know, new relationships that continue on for your lifetime. And, and I, and I remember, you know, um, you're, you are a grinder, man. You used to, you know, hit the circuit, uh, the Juco circuit in region 24 and, you know, go down to John A. Logan, uh, in Carterville, Illinois, and then swing over to Robinson to Lincoln trail and then shoot on up to Lakeland college in Mattoon, Illinois. And, you know, I mean, it, it was it was a grind, man. You 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 went um, from, you know, doing that and to now the the work that you do mm -hmm. is, you know, paramount to what we're going to talk about on the show today. You know, so being who you were, George, and as an assistant men's basketball coach and being in college athletics um, and leading young men and and getting those families 
to entrust that you were going to take care of their student athlete. What are some of the challenges of college recruiting today, George? And that's in, and that's an everyday changing, you know, in college recruiting, you know, as you know, you're talking about region 24 being out there on the road grinding, you know, it's, it's, it's going out there building trust. There's so many layers that are into the recruiting process these days. And then I think you said the key thing, how do you build that trust with them? And I think now, as we all know, you just see the NIL aspect of where things are right now. And, you know, talking to friends of ours that we, we have in the, in the business and that the first question that are coming out of kids and parents mouth is like, what, what, what are you offering me? What am I getting X, Y, Z? And if that's not to their standards, they're leaving. And then they're plucking down from, you know, high majors are going to, you know, mid-majors are pulling those kids up. Mid-majors are pulling from D2s. You know, it's just, it's a train effect on what, what, what the landscape is on that. So it's hard, I think, right now for coaches you to keep those kids, even though you instill build that trust. And once they have, you know, how do you keep that trust with your top players that, you know they have a good year and you know there's people behind back door and try to bring that player to that to the next level so i think those are some key elements on that and i just think the biggest thing that we can do and a coach can do as you know is if you instill that trust off the court with that family Absolutely. because you got to get got to get to know everybody outside that players Absolutely. because if you don't know that then that's where i think a lot of the things you know people talking on that on the side here will come in so building the trust knowing that player besides them being a basketball player, what are their likes? What are their family likes? Because if that kid's coming to California, to Kentucky, Wesleyan, Owensboro, that's halfway. We're their life source. So Absolutely. we got to know them in, inside and out. So those are some things right now. So it's, I just think, you know, it's just how do you continue to build that trust? And you got to have a great staff around you, around yes. that head coach to keep, yes. your, you know, that team together. Yes. And and you were that, you were that, uh, that support you were mm. that right hand to coach Stan Gerard, you know, yeah. my little brother, uh, you know, from another mother, you know, and, uh, here's the thing though, George, I want you to take off your, um, your business hat, right. And the things that you do now. And I want you to put your coaching hat back on that, that, uh, that recruiter grinder that you were, if you had your choice now, George, would you recruit high school would you recruit JUCO or would you recruit portal? Uh, you know, I would say, and here's the honest answer. I think I would still go all three. I think the limit, you know, it's a win now situation at all levels, sure. but I still think you need to develop, take that one or two, two high school kids, yep. bring them in. Those are culture builders. Deve- yep. You know, you don't develop them, but the success that I had at the coaching level was at the junior college level because Guys maybe went somewhere, came back. Right. You know, they got to grow up. So, but then their 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 mindsets already right. They've been through the grind. They Absolutely. know what it's like. And that yeah. So, and then of course you got to take the portal. You know, you still have to take in that aspect of things of taking the, you know the kids that fit your program. Sure. And I just think there's a lot of coaches out there just take a kid. Yeah, he can play, but what else is behind? You know, they don't see what's behind that you know, there might be some other things lagging right there. So I would take a little bit from all three, but I'd be, you know, more Juco portal heavy because that's just where the culture I brought up in. And I, right. I saw the success, but you still got to take some of those high school kids, right. you know, to develop in that area. Right. And th- that's a, that's a, a very poignant uh, answer, George, because 
I don't think that one particular way is the right or the only way, mm-hmm. right? Because the um, the JUCO route, you have young men, young women that have played 30, 30 basketball games, right? Mm-hmm. 60 basketball games or more by the time they come out of their second year, going into that fifth semester. Mm-hmm. So having those young people play at that level prior to coming to that four-year level is significant, right? Mm-hmm. But also having the the high school, the in-state high school student athlete come, it brings grandma, it brings grandpa, it brings aunts and uncles, and it brings the town that they were in, right? Because if you're from um, Ducoin, Illinois, and you go to SIU Carbondale, your whole family's coming to watch you play, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. As a as yeah. a freshman. So that that's the culture that you were talking about. That's the experience, yeah. right? What is the student athlete experience going to be? Right. And then so, but you get the portal guys and gals that leave somewhere. Maybe they were at a one, but they transfer to a U Indy and they're game changers, right? And you're fighting, you know, region, you know, fighting for that region. You know how how it is, you know, uh, Division Two. You can't just play good in your conference. You got to play good in your region. Um, so, if you had to, um, if you had to bring a recruit in, tell us briefly, George. What are some of the steps that you go through as you bring that recruit on campus? Yeah. You know, first, like what we start, you know, first we're going to do the culture with that kid. You know, we're going to get to know him on and off the court, you know, how he is in the classroom, how he's on the floor and who, you know, and get to know their, their coach, like getting a relationship with you. No, you got to know your players better than anyone that, you know, that I've ever been around. And I'm saying that with, you know, the most greatest respect because you got to know them and what X, Y, Z, where they came from, who was in their life. So mm-hmm. that would be the first step, you know, and then, you know, then we're going to start funneling them in and then bring them in and bring them in front of the head coach. Make sure it checks off the boxes like for Stan, you know, the, the three, four things he wanted in a player. If that checks it off, then you introduce them to Stan and then we start introducing that relationship because I've already built the trust with that player. Now it's time to build the trust with that player in the head coach mm-hmm. and then we get them to campus. And I thought you, you said a great thing there. The community is a huge thing. And I think a lot of people forget that with those high school kids coming in, you know, the there's a lot of, you know, alumni around. There's people that stay involved in that. And that's the community aspect. So that's a, a big thing when we bring a transfer in to make sure that they fit the community. It was something that they felt warm and welcome in. Mm-hmm. And that's where you're bringing your former players back or you're bringing alumni in to meet that player to start building those relationships. Because when they walk around the mall or go to dinner, they get they start getting recognized like that and that's a fun thing to feel so you get, there's a lot of aspects of that but i think the community aspect is one of the final pieces that you know we really were successful at UND with with Stan is that was our culture we had the community embrace us and then if they fit all those fit all those criteria you know that it was a good fit for them yeah. and, and as you know not all sometimes it doesn't work but we want to sure. make sure that their 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 time at UND or wherever i was Kentucky Wesleyan Minnesota that 
they are still leaving the, our program with good qualities and putting them in a successful situation to be great on and off the court. Absolutely. And, and, and they play good quality basketball because, mm-hmm. you know, you Indy was, uh, was a, was a force to be reckoned with when, uh, you and Stan, uh, were at the helm there. And, um, I just, believe that the things that we do as coaches right and those relationships that we build with those student athletes are the a pillar that foundation that makes them uh finally become the young men and young women that they are right because how many phone calls have you received yours that say hey coach i'm getting married hey coach I just had my first child, you know, Hey coach, um, you know, this milestone in my life. Right. So we talk about the wins and the losses uh, on the court, but how many wins have we racked up off the court, George? Man, those are the best wins. That's why we got into this business. You know, we love the game, but getting those calls, Hey coach, let's go grab some dinner. I want to catch up, you know, and hearing the successes of where they're at, but also at the same time, I've gotten a lot of calls where they're, hey, they're going through some stuff at some times. Right. You know, they're like, hey, coach, right. I need some, can you give me some life advice? Being a new dad, you know, things like that where that's, it's fun. It's warming. That's why we got into this business, you know, right. to help people succeed, bring more people to the table because that's where, you know, our wins come from, seeing our players, former players with everything like that. And then I think that's where culture and program where, you know, we did a good job is when you treat players right, that they recruit for you. So one of their players – Hey, come play over here. Or their former alum. Hey, can you make a call to this athlete? Like Jordan Lloyd, that's now, you know, one NBA yes. championship. One of those. Yep. He's one of the main components where we they still use him to this day to help lure recruits in. And that's because yes. he had such a great experience and a great family experience with everything. And and that's and you say that and and um coaches shouldn't take that lightly. The experience that mm-hmm. the student athletes have is paramount right it's yeah. it's the main thing you know um as a as an athletic administrator i talk a lot about um student success you know uh, our leadership team my boss talks about student success and the experience the overall experience that the student athlete has um george we have a lot more to talk about so stay with me right i have to take a brief break And then when we come back, we'll pick up some other things um, to talk about. You are watching From the 80s View. I'm your host, Dr. Cedric Brown. We'll be right back after this break. Water. It's everywhere. We drink it. We bathe with it. We cook with it. Coffee's made with water. Toilets won't flush without it. It's used for... Washing clothes, dishes, utensils, pots, pans, floors, and our teeth. Plants and crops need water, animals drink it, and fish need it too. And don't forget, we can have a lot of fun in the water. Water. What would we do without it? From the creative team that brought you The Browning Project and Dead by Morning comes a new thriller that will change the way you look at white-collar crime forever. Falling from the sky. 
I'm Leon Thomas with the Leon Thomas Group. Podcast, virtual events, webinars, streaming shows, and so much more. We want to be your partner in all things virtual. Welcome back. Uh, you're watching From the 80s View. I'm your host, Dr. Cedric Brown. Before we get back to our guest, I want to talk a little bit about my book here, How Black Men Overcome Racial Barriers and the Status Quo. Uh, it's a NC, In the NCAA institutions, it's a narrative inquiry. Uh, you can get this book on Amazon.com. And um, one of the reasons why the book was written um, was to give a better understanding of how uh, men of color achieve leadership roles in power five institutions. Uh, it's a great read, a lot of information from uh, former and current power five uh, athletics directors that are, are men of color that were my role models. And the, and the three things that came out of uh, the research that was done was the benefit of role models, um, the expectation that the role model had of the mentee, and then the perceived racial barriers that were uh, prevalent, um, some of them perceived, some of them um, real, but in totality, it was uh, about how the influence of role models help to uh, propel uh, young men into the leadership role and finally to get what we call into the chair, right? So if you'd like to um, look at the book and purchase the book, uh, please do go on amazon.com. And again, the book is How Black Men Overcome Racial Barriers and the Status Quo in NCAA Institutions. It's a narrative inquiry. Um, if you'd like to see uh, past episodes of From the 80s View, please go on my website, cedricmbrown.org. Um, if you'd like to learn more about some of the professional services that I provide, uh, also go on cedricmbrown.org. And then finally, uh, if you are someone who would like to be a guest on the show, always looking for different perspectives, uh, different views uh, for the show, please go on my website, cedricandbrown.org and email me, and then I will get right back with you. Uh, the show is on every Sunday evening at 640 Central, 740 Eastern, um, and you can always watch more episodes like the one here um, with a special guest like I have, Mr. George Hemmingson. Let's bring George back, please. George, man, you and I have been through uh, some trenches, you know, and um, uh, you've recruited some of our some of our student athletes, uh, Anthony White Jr., uh, mm -hmm. Jamal uh, Williams, uh, you know, and I know Husey Hambright from Indianapolis, mm -hmm. Will McClure from Indianapolis, right? All those, you know, Stevie Hedrick from Indianapolis, mm -hmm. all those young men came to my program. And one thing that I can say about you and Coach Dan Gerard, 
uh, who's now at Southern Indiana, you all always came for the your in-state student athletes, right? Always came. And here's the thing. Um, you were one of the top Division II programs in the country, but you weren't re- you weren't afraid to recruit D1 type athletes. Right. Because if you could get a steal, if you can get a steal, then you had uh, an opportunity to be really good. And you had I can't remember his name. You had a guard um, that was really was it David that was really, really good and went and played uh, overseas. David uh, Logan. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness gracious. That young man could put the ball in the basket. Oh, he's special. He put the <laughs> special, special. So, you know, George, as I segue to our second topic, um, you are now someone uh, that um, helps colleges um, – uh, identify student athletes, but more than that, you are someone uh, in your organization is someone that uh, helps student athletes and students alike to have opportunities to have school um, paid for. So our next topic is this, how important is friend raising and fundraising to the success of student athletes? And then, you know, also, um, tell us a little bit about what uh, you do at All Athlete. Yeah. So I think the, the biggest thing is like on the fundraising side is like what we have you and I right now. I think that's that's where you, you start building into your fundraising. And that's where the ask become easier to ha- have donors get into your program. Because, you know, as we both know in, in this world, you know, there's a lot of people that want to donate and give back to universities or athletic programs. But some some have never been asked, but they've only been asked just to just to give. And a lot of those donors or former alumni want to have a relationship with you and the staff, the players, things like that. And that's where the friend raising comes because going out to dinner with them. And I keep saying that you know, it's building culture, building trust. And I think that's the biggest thing: building trust with with those and that friend raising aspect. Then it relates back when you when that ask does have to that ask does come. You know, and then they're more willing because they're invested into you, the program, in the community. And I think that's where sometimes that, you know, where that there can be an improvement in that in any area because all the programs I've been with, and especially at UND, in, you know, in Kudos to Sam, that was a big thing for us with mm-hmm. alumni and fundraising. It's like, how do we continue to build that culture and that trust with our former alumni and donors outside that program to bring them in? And make them feel one of as they're one of us on staff and a part of the program. And you know the feelings that the community has as they accept another extended family member, mm-hmm. right, into their community. That is is so key and so paramount to the success of the program, right? Um, especially now you have NIL collectives and things like that, right? Even though the collective is not a part of the athletics department or the school, right? It is an arm that can help the program to help the student athlete um, be successful, become more comfortable. I always talk when I recruited about a fit, right? Mm -hmm. Does a student athlete, 
Um, are they comfortable in their geographic location? Do they have the um, the studies that they want to accomplish? Um, do they fit into that rotation for the program? So basketball, do they fit in the top eight? Right. And then on the worst possible day. Do they still want to be there? Right. Mm-hmm. Relationship with the significant other not going right. They 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 come to the realization that they're a student athlete and they're broke. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, but in the worst possible day, George, if they can answer those four questions, it's a fit. And the community mm-hmm. that friend raising fits right into that. Right. So. Then the second half of that question is, George, how important is the fundraising for the success of athletics? Oh, I mean, that's huge. It's every day. And I think it's you see, you know, you see your power fives, you know, they're they're getting money, you know. But like what a lot of people don't see is once you get down to that division two, low major division two, NAI, JUCO, <clears throat> that's where it's huge because those budgets, as we know, do you both that we can get fundraised for the program, the better off we're giving those student athletes an opportunity to be successful. Is that more gear? Can we take trout? Can we take trips? So that's where that fundraising come aspect, because that's an everyday grind. And that's another side of the coaching uh, at the lower levels that it has to be happened. Reaching out to, you know, again, former athletes, alumni, donors, people in the community that just love the, the sport, to get them involved because that will help take the level to the next program. And I think that's one of our biggest successes at University of Indianapolis in UND is that we did that because we did that in the community that raised more money for us, that helped us get more things, that helped us give these little little knickknacks for our players to help them make them feel special it does. and want to stay it at, does. with us. Yeah. And the and George, as you as you talk about that, the um having the bells and the whistles, how important is that to the student athletes, right? They, they want to, if, if, you know, ABC university who is at their level is, you know, if they have the little trinkets or they, you know, the gears is in or the, they have the travel suit and they have the grays, they have the, the running shoe and the game shoe, right? Those things are so, so, so important for them. Um, let me let me switch gears with you a little bit, um, George. And and this is something that I ask uh, all of the guests on the show. Um, tell me how important faith or spiritualness is to you, George, and your family. That's been huge. That's been an ongoing, going thing where I'm growing each day with that. Because you know, as coaching, and I. I give a lot of credit when I got my start was with Tubby Smith when I was back in Minnesota and he let me be around the program and help me come up. And he really talked about how faith and the challenges within college coaching, where there's temptations, you're going to be pulled every which way. And that mm-hmm. that's been a, an ongoing thing. So that's, that's really my, the foundation of who, where I'm at now is because where I put my, you know, my faith at the forefront of the things I do with myself personally, because in for my family, I have to be good faithfully for my family to be successful. And I putting that ahead of everything daily leads down the paths that are supposed to happen that day. So it, I've, as I've grown and, and as I continue to get older, that is a, a focal point in my life 
you know, and I'm glad I went through the trials and tribulations, but have someone like Tubby Stan, you know, Todd Lee, guys, you know, teach you out on the way because, absolutely, you know, that's where your mentor's in because it does pull you, you know, and, you know, you get, you start winning, boom, boom, boom. You know, there's yep. things that, you know, pulls you away from it where your foundation is. And my dad's like, you know, one time he's like, my dad's like, you got to get back to you, yep. get back to your faith and, you know, pull yep. it back. And, then everything yeah. took off again. So, it, and that's an, it's an, it's a battle every day. It is, but it, but there's pathways. But at the end of the day, that it was a bad day. This person that was supposed to happen because there's positives that come right. out of that, and that right. in your faith is where it keeps you centered and whole. There's a there's a silver lining in every cloud, and 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 I love your story, George. And um, it, our our paths have always crossed, mm -hmm. right? You you started with Tubby. Right. And yeah. at the end of my career, Tubby was a part of my uh, my career, my life, because Jamal Williams Jr. went and played for Tubby at Texas Tech. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, it, you know, it, it is a, a very small fraternity. It's a very small um, brother and sisterhood coaching is. And uh, I'm so glad and thankful that uh, George Hemmingson, the fourth um came across my path and is still in my life you know you are a blessing to me each and every day even you know in the job that i currently have right now we're working together you know mm -hmm. um you myself jt rogan are all working together um mm -hmm. on, on some things and stuff like that so i'm so glad um george if someone wanted to get in contact with you mm -hmm. how can they do that yeah, so you can go to so allathlete.com is you know the the uh, where I'm at, at now. So quick on that is that's where we're bringing give educating kids on the recruiting process. It mm -hmm. is it's free. So we're we're trying to bring more people to the table, bring mm -hmm. families to the table, and educate them on the process of being recruited at all levels. And so you can check that out. And then at my email at ghemmingson at allathlete.com, mm -hmm. shoot me an email. My cell phone's on there. You can you know we can, I'll shoot you a text. I'll call you. We'll get in contact and we just want to help. We want to help bring more to the table and give back. And as you said, JT Rogan, another good friend of mine who's we're intertwining now as yep. friends that another, yep. that's a, my business partner that, you know, great guy that will help, you know, we're just here to give and help and, you know, don't want anything in return. We just want to give and give back. Great, great, great men doing great things for the future, uh, you know, of, our society, our great student athletes, both uh, males and females, uh, doing a good job for them. And I'm glad that you, you know, you got to talk a little bit about all athlete. And for those viewers that have student athletes that uh, are coming up, uh, take him up on it. Take George Hemmingson up on that and get in, t in contact with him. Uh, I think he said at G Hemmingson uh, yeah. at all because it will help you understand questions, um, concerns, issues, and things like that. So, George, hey, man, brother, I appreciate you for being on the show with us today. Thank you so much, man. No, thank you so much. This is always great. And I, I'm so proud of you and your success and where you're going. And, yeah, thank you. This has been super wonderful to start, you know, tonight. I appreciate it. Well, you are watching From the AD's View. I'm your host, Dr. Cedric Brown, as I close the show. Um, I do want to go back and remind all of you viewers, if you have young student athletes, please reach out to someone like George Hemmingson. 
um, and contact him so that you can get all the questions that you have answered. Um, I'd like you also to go to my YouTube page and subscribe at Dr. Cedric M. Brown on my YouTube channel. Uh, hit that subscribe button and you can see more open and honest discussions from the AD's view. Good night and God bless.